this is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. Our taping is made possible with the support of Raider, a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. The generosity of Oxner Lafayette General also makes this podcast possible. As Acadiana's largest regional health system, including two teaching hospitals and the region's only level two trauma center with more than 5,500 employees, Oxner Lafayette General strives to put patients first and make caring their top priority. In continuous efforts to reach more patients, Oxner Lafayette General provides services throughout Acadiana and facilitates telemedicine throughout the state, making healthcare more accessible for everyone. For more information, visit OxnerLG.org. Support for this podcast comes from Home Bank, banking from anywhere with tech features for everyday needs. And when businesses and families need a banker, Home Bank is there as friends, neighbors and partners in the community. Learn more at home24bank.com. Home Bank, member FDIC. We're joined today by Ron C. Henderson and Ron Camaroto of the Louisiana Department of Insurance's Office of Consumer Advocacy. They'll be speaking on the ins and outs of insurance policies, figuring out how you can get adequate coverage and your rights as a consumer, especially after a storm. Ron Henderson has over 22 years of experience in the insurance industry with an emphasis on insurance compliance and consumer education. He also oversees the Senior Health Insurance Information Program, known as SHIP, which assists over 70,000 Medicare beneficiaries in the state of Louisiana. Ron Camaroto recently joined the Department of Insurance after serving over 32 years in the insurance industry at Hartford Insurance Group, an American international group, and is dedicated to educating the public on how insurance is an essential tool that you must purchase with sufficient information to make a sound decision for your family and business. Guys, and I'm going to call you Ron and Ron, thank you so much for driving over to Lafayette from Baton Rouge. I know you're on a track to educate all of us consumers, especially in today's world with all the losses that Louisiana consumers have, have faced with multiple hurricanes. Thank you both for joining us. Thank, Thank you very Jan. much. Yeah. So I'm going to start first with Ron Camaroto. Ron, you reached out to me probably in February. Yes. Telling me that the department, you, Ron Henderson and others, you know, Commissioner Donnellan, want to reach out to all of us ahead of time and let us know what our rights are as consumers and the importance of getting adequate insurance coverage. And if we do have a loss, how do we address that loss? So if you can start out. Sure, <clears throat> sure. Uh, it occurred to me when I first joined and when Ron and I were, were uh, speaking about this, uh, that we had done a good job of meeting with people after disaster to help them through the claims process. But, you know, you look at a loss, uh, we found we're dealing with the symptoms rather than the cause. So we wanted to get out to people before the storm hit and proactively help people um, and educate them on what they can do to help themselves get prepared. Mm -hmm. The amount of stress that comes from uh, the claims process to begin with uh, is, is, is big for some people, uh, depending on the loss. And we don't want to add to that. Right. By finding out at the wrong time they don't have coverage for something. So that's how it came about. And once we got started with it, we were getting uh, good reception from different groups around the state. And uh, I think we're on a pretty good roll right now with yeah. that. So, Ron Henderson, you've got more than a background in insurance. You're an attorney. You're a seasoned uh, professional. What, what do you guys do in the um, Office of Consumer advocacy like you're really you're here to help real people figure out how to how to take care of themselves absolutely at the department of insurance the uh, office of consumer advocacy we are what we are we are the consumer advocates uh, we answer questions we go out to town hall meetings um, we try to help people to understand their policies the ins and outs of their policies without giving them 
quote unquote legal advice, but okay, this is where you need to look for that specific um, uh, policy information. And it, it really helps when we, get, we can get someone to go, hey, take a look on page 15. This is where you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brings them, the anxiety down. They go, oh, I, now I see why this is where it is. And that's what we try to do here at the department. Why are insurance policies so hard to read? <laughs> because they're written by us, lawyers. They're written by, <laughs> they're written yeah. by lawyers, right? And the and industry, it's, right? It has to legal, underwrite claims. <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's a legal, legal contract. So, uh, you you're know, not thinking, just, they're not going to give it away. No, they? they're not going to give it away. But what, they, what, what I always tell people is insurance companies, they want to pay their claims. They want to pay you what they owe you. They will never pay you more than they owe you, and they will pay you less if you let them. And it's just a a, a deal of these are legal contracts. They're mm-hmm. binding on both parties. The insurance companies are going are going to write these contracts uh, in a way that protects them mm-hmm. and their bottom line, and gives you the coverage that you you're supposed to have. Right. And it, right. it's just a, it's a contract. When I used to do real estate closings, I'm a real estate attorney. I would always tell my clients and they were really the bank's clients, you know, mm-hmm. who were loaning the money. But I'd say this mortgage is written by a bank to protect themselves. They want to get reimbursed. Like if, if something goes wrong, they want to make sure you pay them back and reimbursed. Right. So Ron Camaretto, if I'm if I'm looking at getting insurance, like I, I don't have flood insurance now, let's say, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm buying a house. And I've never had to buy, you know, an important insurance policy. How do I know if I have the right insurance or enough insurance? What do I look for? Well, as regards flood, uh, you know, that's a, a program that's administered by the federal government, FEMA. And uh, we don't, the Department of Insurance here doesn't regulate that. And the other important thing is that we're all in a flood zone. You know, what is even if we don't think 50, we are 57 yeah. of the 64 parishes had flood have flooded. So it's it's really no longer a necessity. Now, on the positive side, uh, we are right at the beginning of the new uh, uh, 2.0 flood mm-hmm. rating program from FEMA. So people are getting or will get some kind of, uh, uh, I think, a better uh, more focused coverage. In other words, instead of being rated by the entire flood zone, it's going to be rated by the property particulars. Do we and know yet if that's going to cost more or less? Uh, I know that's still up in the air, huh? I think it's always going to cost more, but you uh, do. <laughs> well, it's um, it's very complicated, mm-hmm. very complicated. Absolutely. Right. So, um, you were talking about multiple coverages. Why are there so many coverages? Maybe Ron Henderson, if you can speak to that. Why why do we have to go through FEMA for flood insurance and then? you know, uh, private carriers for other types of insurance. Okay. Well, why, why is that? Well, what happened is uh, probably, I think, 1964, insurance companies, they stopped writing flood insurance. So the federal government picked it up as a program, national flood insurance program. It's, it's more of a, uh, a government-run Program. It's like not a, insurance, like it's an insurance last resort. Like it's not last resort, but it's the only resort because only it's flood insurance. Only resort. <laughs> flood insurance is only written through NFIP. You have these write your own companies, you know, the all states and everyone who who will write it on their paper, but they get directly reimbursed from any losses from the federal government. Right? So insurance companies back in nineteen sixty four decided, hey, we're not covering this anymore. All right. So it came Was out. Was there of a, a catastrophic I I don't know if it was a catastrophic flood or whatever, but one of the things that insurance companies do, they they use predictive modeling, right? Uh It's hard to predict that there's going to be a flood, hard to predict that there's going to be unusual snowfall in the north, or a dam is going to break, or a levee is going to break. So very hard for them to say, yeah, we might lose, we may not lose. So companies made a conscious choice to, to not write mm-hmm. it. Now, we do have a few companies that are going to start writing pl- private flood insurance, supposed to be comparable coverage to NFIP, but that program is a standalone program specifically created by Congress. Mm-hmm. It is regulated by Congress, so any pricing, uh, rules, regulation, all goes to Congress to be. I have a question for you. We have a local popular business, Black Cafe. Mm-hmm. They had to close down two weeks or so ago. They serve, you know, downtown. And they, there was a fire or something 
something happened in a unit above the cafe. Mm-hmm. So there was water coming in to their cafe mm-hmm. and everything was, you know, pretty much screwed up. Is that covered by flood insurance or does your regular insurance policy cover a fluke yeah. event like that? So flood insurance, we always talk, when we talk flood, we talk is ground, ground up, up, ground up. Okay. Everything top down is going to be your uh, insurance your policy. Home, like your homeowners, homeowners or commercial. Homeowners commercial business policy. Uh-huh. And depending on um, that business, particular business, if there's someone, something else above it that had insurance, they may have to cover it. Because oh, it's not. then you get into litigation. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Depending on, uh, on how much responsibility the people above want to take mm-hmm. and making sure that you uh, the business gets made whole. Right. 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 So, Ron Camarotto, um talk about deductibles. I know I have a question I want to ask about hurricane deductibles, but how do people figure out, like just even on a regular homeowner's policy, what type of deductible is smart for them? Is it, a, is well, it based on what you can afford? It's, it's, uh, it, it's, this is a good question because it's part of what uh, I think people should do with their entire policy, with, with coverages, exclusions, with everything. And it's all based on risk. How much risk do you mm-hmm. want to take versus let the company take all the risk? If I take on more risk, I can bring the price of my policy down. So if you've got cash right. to cover so, losses, right. so you if, might want if, to do that. If a standard deductible on your dwellings, let's say, is $1,000, and you want to raise that to $5,000, you're going to save some money, but you're going to be mm-hmm. you know, out the first 5000 of every claim. Uh, so it's something that people have to, you know, look at their situation, uh, appetite for risk, and, and see how they want to uh, play that. And they can control the premium mm-hmm. that way, too. And the same is true with everything else. Uh, endorsements, exclusions, all work the same way. Right. Or, I mean, it, it's, it's all part of uh, analyzing your policy for your situation, for mm-hmm. your needs, to customize it to what's right, right. for you. So you have to really be thoughtful when Absolutely. you're buying a policy, no and matter it, what type of policy. And it makes sense. My, my, my dad, prime example, my dad, he lives here in Lafayette. His house, uh, he's been there for 30-something odd years. Mm-hmm. He had a $50 deductible. What? $50. Is that from way back? From way back. Oh, and he's just been renewing his He's just policy. renewing it. 50, 50 <laughs> what did you say, Dad? I said, now, by way of background, my dad's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's safe. <laughs> he's... Uh, he won't let anybody work on his house. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so funny. He goes, I mean, my insurance keeps going up, son. Why is it going up? You know, we sit and talk. And I said, you got a $50 deductible? I haven't seen one of those in like 20 years. Probably. And that's when he bought it. And he's like, yeah, I bought it a long time ago. I've been with this same company. And I asked him, very pointed question. I said, Dad, if anything happens to this house, how much are you willing to write a check out for? Mm-hmm. He said, 10000 well no then, problem. let's start. There. I said, "Well, mm-hmm. let's bring let's bring your deductible up from fifty dollars to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars or whatever, so that you will see that." See, he saw about a twenty percent saving because he bought his deductible up in line with what he could afford. So the company see, okay, this guy has skin in the game, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, knowing my dad, I, one day I drive up to his house. He's putting siding on the house. He's on a scaffolding. He's 70, my dad's 81 now. Oh He's 70, 77, 78 years old at the time. He's doing it. And I'm like, um, not smart. Hire somebody, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like you don't have the money. Right. Because you <laughs> right. might save money on the house, but then you'll end up crippled exactly. you know, in the nursing but home. Huh? It's just pe- people don't understand that you. there are some things, some little tweaks, little things mm-hmm. you can do to make your insurance, can manipulate the price a little bit. I mean, it's not going to be great for some people, but in his case, it was a 20% increase, uh, right. 20% decrease in his insurance cost. While y'all are talking about this, I mean, how do we shop rates? Do you have? Do y'all help people if they want to figure out what's sure. the best the, uh, insurer to go with? Well, we have a, a rating tool. That this is the deal. You got to get an insurance professional. All right, we, we we can show you what the average rates are for, for certain companies. On, in, online, in, in, on in your area. website. Yeah, we can go on our website and see it, www.ldi.la.gov. There's a, a rate shopping tool. There's a company shopping mm-hmm. tool. But the best thing you do is get an insurance professional. Get a... Like a broker that can a, shop An insurance there. agent. Uh-huh. You go to an agent. I mean, whatever company. If you want to go to a state forum, you want to go to Allstate, you want to go to an independent agent. If you want someone to shop your, your rate to different companies, you go to an independent agents. You're going to, they're going to shop every company they have in their book of business. Mm-hmm. 
Allstate, State Farm, they are captive insurers, so they're only going to shop at the state, all state, state. Right, form, that's what I was thinking. Right? But there may so, be somebody there may that's be a lot more else. reasonable. May, maybe may, more reasonable, may not be more reasonable. I mean, I always tell people you get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is making sure that you have a competent professional to show you where you can have savings and ask the right questions. You know, why, it, if, if they go, hey, you got a five, there's a $5,000 or 5% hurricane deductible, where is there any alternative? Mm-hmm. That's the next question. Right? Can I get a two percent? Can I get a three percent? Can I have a, a? That's a lot. Yeah. Can I get a deductible that's a standard variation, uh, i.e., a static fee? I want to know. You want to know all these things so you make a competent decision. Because I don't know what my neighbors pay. Like I don't know if they have. I don't even yeah. know what you're talking about. But, but Jen, you know, you know? <laughs> there's there's one um, basic thing that you have to do before we do any of this, uh-huh. and that is read your policy. Please. And, and yes, it was written by lawyers, and yes, there are sections of it that can be confusing, even for us, but you can't go anywhere until you open up the pages and at least go through it and familiarize yourself with all the sections. And Ron, let's be honest. Yep. How many people do that? It's like um, reading your mortgage, right? 11, 32 11. pages. I've, 11 I've out of 4 <laughs> out million of people. Yeah. 4.2 million people. Uh, yeah, 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 but I mean, right who about. does that? And how do no they one. even know what the words mean? It, but here's the thing, you know... Uh, Every year from, from, you know, loyalty in the business is only good for one year. You know, you can't say I've been with the company 20 years. Mm -hmm. Why are they doing this to me? It's good for the year, the term of the policy. And every year there are changes, right, to your life, to your house, uh, to the market. And uh, those changes are going to be reflected in the renewal. And if you do not read that notice and look at your policy, you you could have changes made to your coverage that you're not aware of that could hurt you. Or even be dropped, huh? Well, you, well, well you, you'd that get that. Happen? That's yes. a separate notice. You'd get a, separate, you know, a renewal. Notice. You get the heave-ho, they <laughs> yeah, give you a separate yeah. Well, notice. Yeah, yeah. We, we have some laws against, they have to give you notification. Before we have some heave-ho. Laws. Yeah, we have laws. Oh, yeah, you can't just be dropped. Their homes uh, insured with a company for three years or more. There's a rule that they can't just drop you or kick you off. Under the Department of Insurance the, 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 uh, guidelines. The, the statutes, under the statutes okay. of the state of Louisiana, they can't just drop you if they had your policy three years or more. Oh, that's right. important yeah. with the latest Yeah, and then it's active guy claims on count. It's if you had two or more um, non-active guy claims or fraud, then they can kick like you off. Like house fires. House fires, yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Burglaries. That, those you said that a little too quickly. Do you? Well, I just, you know, you always hear about a business and doing well, then yeah. it... Oh, yeah. The, Unintentionally uh, burned yeah, down. That, that would be fraud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like that, but you yeah. don't know. But Coincidence. Yeah, yeah Coincidence. very much coincidental. But, uh, you know, it, it, those are some little ins and outs in those policies, right? And it makes a difference if someone just, I, I tell people when I talk to them about their policies, I don't need you to know everything about this policy. I need you to know certain specific information. What's your coverage A? What does it cover? Mm-hmm. Right? What's your coverage B? What's your C? What's your medical payment? Where are your deductibles? Where do I find them? And they don't know. And your exclusions. Yeah. Well, we, we go out to all of these events and we talk to people. We say, hey, why don't you bring your policy with you? All right. And uh, they come up and I go, okay, how many people have their policies? Oh, I have my policy. Let me see your policy. And they hand me two pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. It's well, what they signed. Your, that's the not binder, your policy. Yeah. That's, that's your deck page. Yeah. That deck page is a basic outline of what's in your policy. It's supposed to give you certain specific information. Uh, yeah. Tells you about your deductibles. Tells you what your hurricane deductible is. It even does the calculation on on the deductible if it's five percent, two percent, whatever. But it's just an outline of what's in the coverage. How do people even value what they're covering? Like if you've been in your home, like your yeah. dad, let's say his house. Who knows what it was worth twenty, thirty years ago, and what it's worth today? Do people keep up with market where they yeah. should Mar- with markets? You know, it's, it's take the house for example. You can go on Zillow. Is that and, accurate? Uh, well, it gives you it, it gives you a frame. Gives you, yeah, gives you a it says here's what this. But that's the this house, is what this house is selling for. Well, yeah. the contents are different, and that's yeah. where you can people can manipulate their their coverage and the amount they pay mm-hmm. by manipulating how much they want in, in contents. You don't have to fully value everything. What if you don't want some of the stuff later? So you're looking at what helps you, um, and as far as your your dwelling coverage, which is that coverage A, how much my house is worth, it's not how much your house is worth, it's how much it costs to rebuild it yeah. from the ground up. Because mm-hmm. it might have, it might exactly. not. Exactly, so you're looking at market forces, you're looking at supply costs, workmanship costs. Yes, workmanship costs. Those are things that bring bring that, um, that coverage A value up. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, you don't have to accept that. You can go in and say, okay. Can you overinsure? You can. Yes, you definitely can overinsure. We did that with the car we lost. My husband <laughs> was rear-ended by an 18-wheeler. And I had an old Mercedes, and it was like a tank. It busted See? the whole car up. See? But, I mean, the back end opened up like a can opener. The front end, he was pushed from the back from an 18-wheeler into something else. Mm-hmm. It was probably only worth $2,000, but we had it insured for seven. Thank yeah. God. So I was well, able to get a down Mercedes, payment yeah. because you know, it was you an older one. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if the newer ones would, I don't know what, yeah. I'm not trying to say anything about that, but he walked away without a scratch, yeah. but we were left without yeah. a car. Those things are tanks. But I mean, if that happened to our home, let's say, a, yeah. and you have an to unintentional know house fire, Ron. You have, <laughs> to, you have to know what, what it's worth. And yeah. it, for us, it's reading that policy. Every year, you should have one intentional reading of that policy. The time to read that policy is not after you've had a loss, because at that time, you're panicky, you're upset, you know, you may forget things. And it, it, it really needs to be done at least once a year. I, it's funny, my, my, my wife laughs at me because I keep a copy of my policy in my backpack. You do? Yeah. Like when you're traveling or like when just I'm traveling down. or if I'm at work or whatever. Uh-huh. If, if, but y'all if are I lawyers. A, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do we need a lawyer to understand our policy? No, you don't need no. a lawyer to understand your you policy so? because the, the, the basic tenets are there, right? Uh-huh. And we're supposed to write it, in, write it in language that's easy to read. But, you know, we're lawyers. We can confuse anything. We can we confuse the order at Burger yeah. King. Yeah, negatives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in legalese, we, we write a run-on sentences all the time. That's mm-hmm. just what we do. Um, but I, I think... That just an easy reading of the policy, I, knowing where it's at, right. knowing what that coverage A is, knowing what that coverage B is, knowing uh, what your MAD payments, knowing what your endorsements and your exclusions. What I do, when I, when I advise people, hey, read the exclusions first. Know what's not going to be paid for. So let's let Ron come right up. What, what is typically excluded? I mean, what are things um, that we would look for? Well, there's... <laughs> flood. Well, number one is flood. That's the easy one. Uh, flying earth- objects, right? Like unintentional flying objects. No, falling no, into that's your house. We would be covered by UFO. That's no different. <laughs> if it crashes in your house, we probably. It's funny. We were talking about this driving up here that we don't necessarily want to meet whoever's out there. Yeah, but an act um, of God would be covered like yeah. a mm-hmm. something, a meteor flying yeah. to your roof. But, you know, seriously, other things like uh, land movement, you know, a sinkhole, oh, yeah. earthquake is not covered. It's not? No. So if you live near those salt mines and all that, yeah, remember well, that when it, all yeah, those yeah. people See, were sucked, sucked in? in? Yeah, it always begs the question: Why are you covered? living on a on a fault line in California? Well, where you it's know pretty. it's gonna, or on, on I love those photos of or, or the videos of the homes in California on the shore, yeah, and they just kind of ease down into the mm-hmm. sea. Yeah. Uh, you 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 know why do people live where they live? What other kind of stuff is excluded? This is interesting. Um, let's see. Um, but mold and, mold. and mold? flood uh, um, mold in certain in certain situations. That's Seems why you like we know. have a lot of that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, mold's not covered unless it's covered. It might be due to faulty <laughs> right. construction. Faulty construction, probably yeah. not. Right. You you got you oh, had your roof people, your roof yeah. blew off and the rain yeah. came in and there's mold from that. That's, That's going to be covered. covered, right? So you have to look at where you are. Maintenance the issues, yeah. The cause. So the answer yeah. is yes, and then no. Yes uh-huh. and no. Maintenance issues, right? That's not covered. So if you don't maintain your home and property, like if I don't maintain my roof, yeah. If you I don't maintain, can... say you you know you have a hole in the window, yeah. And and you don't get it repaired, they're not going to pay for it. Have rotten wood. Yeah. That's going to be a maintenance issue. They're going they're not going to pay for that. It's going to be excluded. And so, it's surprisingly, it's, it's <clears> obvious to a good adjuster. They can tell when there's they know if it's been there damage. before the hurricane. Like yeah. they know yeah. that was rotten. Before a good one will, will and that's that's just being fair. You know, they yeah. can look at it and say, "Well, this looks like it was pre-existing." But aren't those adjusters paid by the insurance company? Yeah. So don't they have a slight bias? Well, they don't have. They're not supposed to have an interest. So the insurance company can't pay them um, more for giving them. A better report. <laughs> better report, yeah, uh-huh. right? They, they, it's not supposed to work that way. Usually, from what I'm told uh, by some companies, they pay them more for a better, uh, a better adjustment on mm-hmm. towards the the consumer. Mm-hmm. Give them a better oh. result because it gets them out of their hair. They they would rather pay the claim, a legitimate claim, than get in the court where they yeah. could lose and they are losing anyway because they have to pay for their attorneys. You know, there's another exclusion I, I want to make sure we get in, um, and that's. Uh, it's kind of like flood, but if you have uh, uh, sewage backup, mm-hmm. oh, uh, and that floods into your house, oh, my or the God. Or, you know the uh, storm the drains, the worst, yeah. Um, you just got to know that that's not covered. Yeah, 
Unless because that's a municipal issue? Like, why? Yeah, well, it could be. But, you know, but you may be able to put it back in your policy by endorsement. Right? So you have, if you want some coverage, you have to pay extra for it. Yeah. You know, that's uh, why. You have antique furniture. Generally, policies don't cover antique furniture. I learned that after right. the 2016 flood. Yeah, we had exactly. friends that, while their homes were beautiful, the contents mm -hmm. were magnificent. And, and flood. And they were not covered. Flood insurance only covers up to a certain <clears throat> amount. 250 or something. 250, but the, the, the inside was 150,000. And then 250 for the dwelling. The dwelling. And then yeah. another 150 for the contents. But and if you've got you explicit. And you have to buy it separately. It's, it's, you can oh. get it in the same policy, but you have to let them know I want. The contents insurance. And can you over-insure for that? Not in a well, flood. Well, no, huh? not in flood. It, but it there, but there is amount. another. There is something else you can do. Yeah. It's called the schedule Excellent. of personal property. Yeah, like your jewelry, that yeah. kind of stuff. But you can put. A, there's a lot you can put on that schedule. Extra mm -hmm. antiques. Mm -hmm. Like I, we I don't used, have that. I don't want you to think we have that uh, here. I but, know. but I have friends that have really but lost to, so much. I used to buy a lot. I used to travel a great deal, and I love to buy jewelry for my wife. And you know, when you buy something, you get. You get the, the piece, you get uh, a receipt, mm -hmm. and I always got made sure to get an appraisal. So I had a photo, a receipt, an appraisal, and I would put it on the list, and then every two years I would get it reappraised. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, if you have that kind of documentation, the company will pay that value. Because there's no questions. No questions. Yeah. And, you know, if you do that, and if you use the free inventory tools that are available, you know, you just put it all on one uh -huh. big list and... Give the file to the That's company cool. and say, yeah. check, please. <laughs> I have several more questions. Sure. And before we get into that, I'd like to pause. We always reflect back on a previous interview. Mm -hmm. And for this one, I'd like to look back at an interview we did with Dr. Holly Howitt of Beacon Community Connections. And Holly is on a mission to improve community health and well-being by reaching out to those most in need to reduce unnecessary hospitalizations mm -hmm. and incarcerations for people in crisis. And as you guys know, once somebody's in the um, emergency room, Medicare and Medicaid doesn't pay the hospitals or providers. If people are back in the system with, in less than 30 days, mm -hmm. there's no reimbursement to the healthcare provider. So Beacon helps work with the hospitals to kind of keep people on track. And it's, it's a really wonderful service. So that's Beacon Community Connections. You can hear Holly Howitt and many more interviews on discoverlafayette.net. Let's take a listen. When we started out, you know, basically because we'd done needs and gap analysis previously, we knew transportation was an issue. Right. We knew um, there are food deserts in mm -hmm. our community. I mean, we knew some of those things. And so we were kind of ready to, mm -hmm. to address those. And if there were still gaps to continue to document those gaps. Um, but the social isolation was, was, very, uh, was very surprising. And then also... Um, Another thing that was kind of surprising was what we called, um, we just put it in a category called um, medical assistance. And so the number of people that maybe needed help finding a primary care physician, uh, that was really surprising to us. Um, uh, you know, the number of people that are using maybe the emergency room as, right. their, as their doctor. And part of the problem is, um, Medicaid, when Medicaid expansion happened, it was great. And I'm, I'm a huge proponent of Medicaid ex expansion. Uh, it gave everybody insurance. It gave everybody access to some care. Um, not enough primary care physicians accept mm -hmm. Medicaid clients. Mm -hmm. And so while Medicaid the way the Medicaid system works, you're automatically assigned to a primary care physician. That primary care physician may not know that they've been assigned to you. And when you oh. call to make an appointment, they may not accept you. And so, you know, wow. uh, you know so then they have Medicaid, but they're back kind of to square one in that they're not able to visit um, a doctor. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. We're here with Ron C. Henderson and Ron Camaroto of the Louisiana Department of Insurance's Office of Consumer Advocacy talking about some real-life questions people might have about insurance, not only with upcoming hurricane season, but also just normal losses that we have. So, so let's go back. Um, what am I supposed to do if I have storm damage? I don't know who wants to jump mm -hmm. in, but... You know, let's say that 
people haven't done what we're talking about. They didn't have photos of their jewelry. They didn't have appraisals. They kind of know what was in their house and what the house was worth. Ron Henderson, if you want to jump in, like, what do I do? First thing you need to do is uh, take pictures. Plenty of pictures, 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 pictures. As soon Go as up the and event document. As soon as when it, uh, the event is over, and document. you can get there. You can get there. Document your damages. Make sure you know you take pictures of everything that you had, and everything where you see that there's damage, um, because the adjuster's going to come in, and invariably they're going to miss something. So you make mm-hmm. sure you document. Second thing is, as soon as it's safe, mitigate. I.e., if there's a hole in the window, cover that hole. If there's a hole in the roof and you can cut, get up and cover it, cover that. Because as we, if you continue to let it rain in, the company's not going to pay for that continuation oh, of damage, right? right. You want to make sure that if you can, if it's practical and it's safe, you get out and you mitigate. So not everybody can do that, right? Not everybody can do that. Like you and, can't and, get on your roof if you're 82 and <clears throat> exactly. you got a hole in and, the you roof. Know, you want to make sure that you 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 at least take those pictures. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the roof was too damaged to, to cover. There, there's, a, there's a certain threshold you get there, and the, de- the roof is, mm-hmm. is damaged. And you can't cover it. They don't make tarps big enough. So, yeah, you, but you make sure you take the pictures and take pictures of everything that's damaged inside, the floors, the sofas, the, um, the clothing in the closet, things that you're probably going to have to make a claim for, mm-hmm. right? People in New Orleans after Ida, and uh, not just New Orleans, but the coast of Fouchon. Yeah, um, it's terrible. <clears throat> Uh, all those areas down Grand close Isle, to Grand Isle, um, Toma, Thibodeau, um, and not to mention people in Lower Delta, Zeta, uh, they were away from the houses for a number of days. So right now mm-hmm. they, they get mold and all those things start to spread. So you have to make sure you have all the pictures for that. And uh, I had somebody tell me one day, well, you can see that there's damage. So there's a difference between having damage and proving how much damage you have. Exactly. Right, so you have to make sure you create that picture, you create mm-hmm. that book of this is what happened and this is what I need to be covered. And this is why it is important for people, even at a minimum, if they just tape on their phone mm-hmm. what their house looks like on a good day, right? Absolutely. Like just today, we've got a sunny day Absolutely. later in May. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just kind of tape your contents and the way your home looks. Even after you do some mitigation, you know, take pictures of what you've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you reimburse for that. Yeah. Here, here's another tip. If... Um, if you have serious damage to a roof, let's say, and it's going to require, you know, some <laughs> some finagling to get it covered to protect it, it's okay to call the insurance company and say, "Look, I really have to do this, and here's a picture." Uh-huh. You know, give me your blessing, basically. Let do they me give do it this. To you? Normally, will they give you the blessing? Well, uh, they want to protect it as much as you do. Yeah, they because, don't want to have to pay for it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, that that's always a good thing. And, and I would also say that. File the claim, you know, get that in the books and on the clock, because once you file the claim, now the insurance company is on the clock with us to perform within the regulated time frame. You do that online? You can do it. You can call your agent. Yeah. Call your agent, do it online. Your agent can handle it for you. Yeah. Um, It's just filing the loss. Call the company, the agent, do it online from Mm -hmm. your phone, however you can get it done. So what if I can't stay in my house, though? Like, what, what do I do? Like, so, who pays for what? It depends on, you have to have that coverage. So if you have that coverage called additional living expense, the companies, if your house is uninhabitable mm-hmm. because of whatever damage, they will pay generally pay for you to live somewhere else, pay for extra food. They may get you an you apartment. You may be in say, a, yeah. You may be in a, an apartment. You may be in a hotel room until your home mm-hmm. is completely repaired so that you can get back to living the life you lived before. Uh, there's two different. There's a short term, mm-hmm. i.e., I had to evacuate because of something, and that's usually about two weeks. Mm-hmm. The long term is usually between a year. Some companies have two years, wow. uh, where they will pay for you to live somewhere else. There are some companies that have a a limit. You know, uh, you have forty thousand dollars worth of ALE, or oh. you have a hundred thousand dollars. That's in their policy. That's in their policy. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important, important, important to read language. Yeah. Did we mention that people should read their policies? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I think you did, Ron. So when I interviewed Commissioner Donilon uh, earlier this year, he was talking about legislation working through because sometimes people are mandated to evacuate, yeah. and other times it's highly recommended. Mm-hmm. And so people were caught up in the recent storms where they evacuated because they were recommended to, but it wasn't like a parish emergency to evacuate. Yeah, and yeah. is that is that moved through the system? That is moving through the system. Uh, we're still not at the end. We're of still the, not at, yeah. at the end on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's getting through. 
uh, you know, we're getting pushback. We have a court case right now. I bet. That it's expensive. We, we um, told the insurance companies that they had to go on and pay for this particular coverage mm -hmm. if someone left, even though they weren't mandated to leave. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we got pushback from some companies, and we're, in, we're dealing with a court case right now. Um, but that legislation is uh, rolling through. Hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, it gets through unscathed right. without them adding or tacking anything onto it, but the companies are vehemently opposed. Right, I bet. So if I go through a storm, you know, I've got major damage. You said that if I've had a policy for three years or more, I can't just be dropped, but can I be canceled after a major claim? No. In general, if it's an act of God claim, right, mm -hmm. hurricane, uh -huh. that kind of stuff, no. Okay. Um, let's see. So what is actual cash value? Like when they're looking at what you're getting, right? Is this a yeah. question about, we kind of figured out I got a bunch of damage mm -hmm. and you were saying that I should be insured for not just what it costs, but what it costs to replace it. But yeah. Ron Camerata, what is <clears throat> sure, that's, the actual uh, cash? Is that what I, the I was going to bring is? that up if you didn't ask, so thank <laughs> you for asking. But uh, there's two options, actual cash value and replacement cost. And, uh, but that As has to be in the policy, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actual cash value, um, the uh, adjuster will look at the damage, come up with the, the cost to, to make it right, mm -hmm. and then the company will apply depreciation, and that's the amount that you would get. The depreciation. Best, you know, the simplest example is you take a, a roof that was engineered, like the roofing shingles, for 30 years, mm -hmm. and it's 15 years old. They're going to... They have formulas that will calculate the value of that roof after 15 years, and that's what they'll pay for actual cash value. And the same is true with, with other coverages. So replacement cost will, you know, the adjuster will do his mm -hmm. piece, and it'll come up with a number, and that's what the company will pay. It doesn't matter how old the roof was? That's correct. But there's a big but. Not but. a big but, but... Uh, they will, withhold, you know? <laughs> they will withhold the depreciation amount. They'll calculate the depreciation. They'll withhold it until you either have the repairs complete or at least have a, a signed contract to get the work done. And then once the work is done, they'll, they'll give you the rest of the money. So if I have a mortgage on my house, does it go to me or to my mortgage company? No, no that, that check, if you have a mortgage on your home, for everything that's dwelling related, mm -hmm. attach, uh, everything attached to the house, that check is going to come in your name and the mortgage company name. You're going to have to forward to your mortgage, mortgage company, have them sign off on it, and usually what they do is they will have a schedule as work is mm -hmm. completed. They will send you, they'll send you an upfront amount, and then they will send you money as it's completed and, and it's inspected. Right? I can see now a lot of the problems I've heard people complain about, just anecdotally, Blaming the insurance companies. Yeah. I mean, it was probably their policy. It's their policy. They it's, might have had an old roof. They had a home that wasn't worth much. Their policy wasn't never, in their favor. It's always policy. And those are the people that need yeah. the help the most. Yes, yes. Because and they, remember you mentioned earlier about uh, you know, um, mortgage companies writing contracts for mortgage companies? Oh, yeah. yeah. They get the money first and they dole mm -hmm. it out. But you know, I don't uh, blame them. You know, it's like they put the money out for you to get in the They're home. first in line, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. it, and it's contractual with them. They, when you sign your mortgage contract, your mortgage documents say that you have to place them on oh, yeah. the mm -hmm. insurance document as an additional assured mm -hmm. and that they are in control of all proceeds that come through. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're not careful, it may say they can pay off your mortgage with any proceeds and then they're out of it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, uh, it, it is a, a big deal and got to read it all. And, and most mortgage companies will want uh, coverage of at least 80% of oh, the value. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. And if of you, uh, replacement? Do they make no, you no, skip replacement the, uh, or just 80%? Of the um, actual cash the mortgage money? amount. Yeah. Of the mortgage amount. Mm -hmm. So if you get 80% at least that. mortgage, then yeah. you're getting 80% of that. So you're really mm -hmm. not going to be in so, good place. To and if you lose your things. coverage, you know, the insurance companies will place the mortgage called into place insurance, but it only covers their interest in the home. Mm -hmm. And they get all of the proceeds. Right. Only the dwelling, right? Walls Only the dwelling. Walls not, not, contents. Contents. not contents. So with all the damage that happened, let's just look at Lake Charles mm -hmm. the last couple of years. You know, I've had family, I mentioned to y'all before we started, that got hit by one storm, Laura, and then boom, another storm went through. And then boom, a flood, mm. a freeze. So they would be trying to repair some damage and then another storm would come through and, and set them back even more. So 
how do people like how do people deal with this? What if they couldn't even get repairs because of shortage of materials, and then they just keep on getting hit by these natural disasters? They have to document, 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 document. If you know that there's another hurricane coming through, you're gonna, you know, we, that's the one thing about hurricanes. It's always advance notice. We know it's coming through. You need to get to your company and say, okay, I haven't, we haven't completed this thing yet. So these are the things we completed. We have pictures. You guys have all the documentation. Um, these are things that are not going to be, because remember, the insurance company is not going to pay twice for something if it's damaged, right. right? If it's still damaged and you hadn't replaced it or, or redone it yet, they're not going to pay mm -hmm. for it again. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you let the companies know. It, it, if you don't let them know, then they're going to assume that it was completed. Okay. Right? And you don't want them to assume anything. Right. So, Ron Camaretto, in some of these cases, you couldn't even get a contractor, well, you, know, you know, because of the shortage of labor and materials, absolutely. and then you're just hit by this. So if you want to, well, it, it's talk and this a little is, bit more. I'm certainly not an apologist for anyone, but um, you can't fault the insurance companies for that. They may have they may have processed and paid the claim or or a bulk of it, but as was mentioned, you can't find materials. Right. More importantly, you can't find contractors to Workers. do the work. Yeah. So you know the homeowner is is really stuck, but it's not necessarily the fault of the insurance company. It's mm -hmm. the situation we're all in. The supply chain, mm -hmm. lack of labor, and so on. What would be the best state for us to live in? <laughs> I mean, who is there is, free? It doesn't I mean, exist anymore. Doesn't exist, yeah. Tornadoes, earthquakes. Every, you know. every, every place has their problem. I mean, is there a good state? Is Arizona, Idaho good? Arizona doesn't have water. Southern Arizona California is going to lose water. Idaho um, gets frozen. Uh, frozen, and it, well, they get wildfires. They get prairie fires. New I mean, England has all the snow. Nowhere. I do like Texas. I do like mm. Fort Worth. Yeah, maybe. Fort Worth. And, uh, nice. Yeah. I mean, they, they get brush they fires. Oh, they get brush fires and all the other stuff. There's no place you go. The only, <laughs> I, I think the only place you get peace is the what place you don't want to be anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, tell me what, um, you know, I've been asking questions, but and I didn't even ask about adjusters. Let me ask this, and you guys take over. But I did talk with Commissioner Donald about this. Sometimes there'll be like multiple adjusters. And I don't know if it's just like the revolving food chain with people quitting jobs but why do people have to deal with so many adjusters and it, you know go ahead the um first of all there's no insurance company in the country that has 100 extra adjusters sitting on their hands so when a storm like this hits like ida a company has to call in the cavalry from other states and that's where it starts okay so you're getting a lot of people who aren't familiar with louisiana wow. coming in uh they know how to they know how to be an adjuster. They're like nurses that go work in other yeah, states, like yeah, they're just but, called in special you know, duty. The bodies are the same pretty True much from pretty state much. to state, <laughs> but building conditions and things uh -huh. in our state are different. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you get these these people that come in from other states. They don't understand that you can't put that type of window in the, in the house in Louisiana because mm -hmm. it's going to rot out. Mm -hmm. All right, but like the, our windows. Yeah, the, but the wood. biggest <laughs> the the biggest problem is you get the, these ten like and and Ida. We had 10,000 adjusters on the ground. Wow. Right? From all over the country, from Canada, you know, from everywhere. And they are coming to Louisiana to a place they've never been to, staying in hotels or wherever, or a village or something that, that's set up by their company. And uh, they get overwhelmed when they quit. Right? Yeah. Uh, or... They get assigned a thousand of these cases, and they complete them, and they send them in to back office. Mm -hmm. So, you, just picture this: you have a thousand in, a thousand adjusters working for one company. Those adjusters are sending twenty to thirty cases case files a week to the company. Right. Back to an office home office that has twenty five people. So it just there's only so much they can do. Yeah. And we talk about this. Commissioner will say this all the time: those warm bodies. Right, they're they're there to beat the clock. Mm -hmm. I have never in all the storms I've been through, and I'm telling you, Katrina, Rita, Ike, Gustav, um, Harvey, all these storms that we've been through, I have never seen 100% a person's house that was 100% correct on the first initial adjustment. Really, it's impossible because. That, so that guy's looking, let's say guy or gal, the yeah, adjuster yeah. comes in, but then you got to get the bids, the contractors yeah. have to figure out the they're labor gonna costs. They're going to go in and, they're gonna, and what they can see uh -huh. is what they're going to adjust. 
Mm-hmm. And if you get a good but one, they're not pulling out walls. If you're going to get a good one, he's going to come in here. She's going to come in. They're going to go into the attic. They're going to go mm-hmm. into other crawl spaces. They're going to look around, but they still won't see that there's water behind the wall. Right? You don't get there until you get your contract in and they pull up, mm-hmm. pull off the cabinets or whatever. You know, this is one of the most complicated parts of the claim process because a good homeowner, if they're, they have to stay on top of things, and. You know, watch the adjusters they go through. Make you want sure to be they, there with them. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would, yeah. certainly. And I mean, I've heard of adjusters coming, and they don't bring a ladder. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's common. And, and what a homeowner can do is they can, if they can get a contractor hired, get the contractor in there and let him take a look, because he's going to have a, a better eye for it or mm-hmm. a more exact eye. And now you have you know, some leverage or at least comparison that mm-hmm. you can work with the company against. And, and the last thing, I think, is, is the, the communication between the adjuster to the next adjuster to the next adjuster to the company is not, there's no continuity or there's less mm-hmm. continuity in a disaster. And I think it's, it's again, for my home, I would want to make sure that I stayed on top of all of that. And, and, right. and people don't know this, but they are entitled to every piece of documentation that comes out of that claim. Everything the adjuster does, including the field notes and pictures, whatever he writes you down. You right to see all that. Habit. And whatever the company has mm-hmm. compiled on that claim, they have a right to see. So, um, and that's the only, information is key in this. Yeah, and you should always assume that you're going to at least get two adjusters. You're going to get your dwelling adjusters, and you're going to get your personal property adjuster. Okay. Because right? mm-hmm. most times, companies aren't going to send that one the same person. It's going mm-hmm. to be two people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this and this latest iteration, you know, we had people with 9, 10, 11, 12 different adjusters because people quit, yeah. they go home. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a it's, nightmare. It's a nightmare. But it's a nightmare for that consumer because now their claims getting pushed further and further yeah. back. And then having to tell mm-hmm. that same story to someone over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And yeah. I think about our elderly people yeah. that have been in their homes for oh. years, decades. They don't have the means to really know what to do and, and to go through this. Yeah. It's, it's well, not that it's anybody's fault. It's just, it's, just, it's it heartbreaking. Happens. Absolutely. One, one of the things we do in our department is um, audit complaints. And, um, and people do call your Department of Insurance with oh, yeah. complaints. Oh, right? sure. Oh, uh-huh. Sure. It, it, they get results. I will say that. But, you know, you, you read some of these complaints and you read through the anger and stuff? frustration. Everything. Claims taken too long or I'm not getting the right, they didn't find this damage. Um, there's 25 adjusters. That I haven't heard thing. from my company in four months. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I lost my point, but... Yeah. Uh, but by, by looking at that, you can, you can really see the pattern and see what happens <laughs> when these disasters hit. Right. And, uh, you know, I ask everyone I talk to, I ask them, I plead with them. So it's just, just keep the documentation, stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your best friend. That's your best, um, best way to arm yourself against. <laughs> you guys obviously love what you're doing. And I know that you go out and you do tours. Yes. Like you will go to communities and talk. Could you talk about the Know Your Policy Tour? The Know Your Policy Tour. Yeah, we coined that phrase. Um, but it's, it's as we uh, said right in the beginning, uh, we have a, a pretty standard presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of stuff? Yeah, it's, it's all this kind of stuff. It starts with the basic, please open your policy. Who do you go to? Like who, who, um, We've had to? great success going to uh, civic organizations. Um, and so we've local been co- rotary clubs and that kind uh, of stuff. Homeowners associations. Homeowners associations. Yep. Well, homeowners, um, I think I'm learning that the, um, the difference is the civic association means it's the people helping the people. A homeowner, station could be, homeowner organization could be a management company. Right. And that's completely different. I've... I've Found that out. You want to talk to people. I want to talk, talk to, to the people. people. Yeah. And you had to find, I had to find someone who cared. You know, you find the right person who cares yeah. and they can make it happen. And that's what we've been doing a lot of. And we work with others. We're working with the uh, Louisiana Realtors Association oh, and the good. Builders yeah. Associations. Um, and they're putting us on in, in their programs. Mm-hmm. The more we can get out, uh, the more word we can get out, the better. Right. And uh, I'll appeal to the masses out there, if they're whoever's listening, invite us. We're happy to come in. Uh, you know, we're not selling anything but good information. Mm-hmm. 
We'll meet to groups of any size, and you know we simply want to get this information out to you. Yeah, it is imperative that we get the information out. If you arm yourself with the, the right questions, the, the knowledge to be able to talk to the insurance company, if you're not, if you're not armed with that, you're at their mercy. Mm-hmm. And a good insurance company is going to do everything they can to make sure you get paid, right? Bad insurance companies, not, but that's just like everything else. But if you're armed with the right type of information, know the questions to ask, know where your po- where your stuff is at, know where your policy is located, know what's in it just enough to be dangerous. It helps. And Ron, you said that you get what you pay for. Do you think that the large, well-known insurance companies provide more, or is it just they, they do more advertising? They do more advertising, and they may have a better policy. They may have a more complete policy, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, those companies work on reputation, right? It's right. their They've reputation. They've been in business for decades. So they, they, yeah. they, if, if they're seeing people unhappy, that, mean peop- that means people are talking and they're unhappy. And then you, nowadays with blogs and, mm-hmm. and things of the like, <laughs> you know, nothing those things secret. are going on. Un- <laughs> nothing goes unnoticed anymore. Right. 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 So they want to make sure they take care of their, take care of their policyholders. And sometimes it, for them, it doesn't make business sense at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so when I say you get what you pay for, I mean, when I say that, I mean, you need to go in with eyes wide open. Right. Right. Is there anything that you wanted to bring up that we have not touched on? Um, I, I, I will say, Go look at the inventory app. It's at neic.org. It's called. It's uh, on your cell phones. They have it in the Google, the Google Play, and the Apple uh, inventory app. It's called an NAI, NAIC inventory app. You take that app. It allows you to take serial numbers off televisions. It categorizes everything oh, per really? room. For I your mean, home? It, for like your an home. inventory of your home? Yes, an inventory of your home. Take pictures of clothing. Oh you take goodness. pictures of all your furnishings. Take pictures of the room. It is a wow. great tool. So when if you have a loss, you just send that straight uh-huh. to the company, the file. It's kind of a drill to do it first. Yeah. at first, you know, yeah. forget it's set up, but... Then you just add things to it. Look around this room, though. Like, you know, we're not yeah. we're not doing video, but like these prints I got with my daughter on a trip in 2008 mm-hmm. in uh, Quebec City, mm-hmm. and I had them framed. So it's probably not that valuable, but it is. Like, it's but it's valuable. To you. But but the it, value it, it, is it not what I value. think. Protect you know, it. but you protect, protect it. This table, these chairs, the rug, the curtains. Yeah, it you all costs. Your like blinds. The, yeah, that you know, costs a fortune. Cost. Oh, yeah, I do. I do know. I know. <laughs> I mean, and at 22 years old, I don't want to have to depreciate yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these things aren't going to go because they don't make them like that anymore. So now you have to get Is that, that true? Yeah. Oh, there is one other thing. Excuse me. There is one other thing that I, I hear frequently. Well, I've heard. Um, one of the clauses or one of the uh, statements in a policy is that when when a company pays for repairs, it will always be of like, kind, and quality as mm. far as the material. That's like subjective, huh? <laughs> well, it can be. Uh-huh. And if you have granted, you get granted. If you have for Micah, you get for Micah. <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's where I've seen the problem, uh, especially well with older homes. Mm-hmm. So the company that made your roofing shingles went out of business 40 years ago. And the company cannot find a match. Mm-hmm. They may match... The quality, 30-year guarantee, but the colors don't match right. or the texture of it doesn't right. match. Checkerboard square. And, you know, it's it's It's, it's better just to replace the whole roof, but they're not going to cover they're that. But they're not going to cover that. Right. Gonna, if you only have a, a hole in the mm-hmm. roof in one corner, they're going to give you four square to, to correct yeah. that. And, you know, that creates problems. Yeah, there, there's a bill going through right now to, to have them have to match. Uh-huh. If they don't match, then they have to do the whole, replace. The whole thing. Oh, yeah, good. That's good. Well, good luck so with that's that. Not, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know if that's going to make it, but you know. But we aren't. We weren't the first ones to bring that up. Oh, I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, yeah, it, it's out there. You know, you go out to all these places, and the thing is, people want to know, and they come in with their questions. And we, and just a, a little thing on read your policy. I had this young lady. She came in. She was so upset. She was so nice, beautiful young family. I think she was 24, 25 years oh, old. Goodness. First house. She had a couple kids. And she goes, she tells me, she says, Mr. Ron, I'm having an issue. My company will not pay my ALE. So, What's that? Uh, additional okay. living expenses. Okay. I can't live in my house. It's damaged to the point where I can't live there mm-hmm. while it's being repaired. And it says here in the policy that they will pay for my ALE, for my additional living expenses. I was like, well, 
yeah, that seems very odd. So tell me what happened. So we, what, what kind of damage do you have? She said, well, I had five and a half feet of water in my house. <gasps> what? And I went. Uh, five and a half feet of water. Flood. Yeah. Flood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To say so the least. I go, oh, flood. yeah, they're not going to pay for that. That's flood. She didn't have flood insurance? No, she didn't have flood insurance. Oh, my God. Then she goes, well, it says right here that if my house is uninhabitable while it's uh-huh. being repaired, <laughs> that they're going to pay for me, pay for uh, other living uh, conditions. I'm like, yeah, but there's a comment there that says for a cover peril. Yeah, and that's not covered. And that's not a cover peril. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh. what does that mean? I was like, yeah, they don't cover flood. SOL. And she was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Tears <laughs> yeah. starts flowing. I'm like, uh, yeah. I shouldn't say but that. I, but but I mean, you know, I haven't heard the that thing before. is, for me, her agent should have explained that to her. But, you know, people, I was just thinking, people call on the phone, and they just are shopping cost. Mm-hmm. They're not Absolutely. reading their policies. But They're the, not. They know, don't every, know until you until you experience catastrophic you loss. See, everything that we're saying here, if someone went through, if they don't the have policy, the money, they don't have it to yeah. meet their their monthly note. Right? She's looking yeah. at, can I pay my yeah. monthly note plus insurance? Yeah. But if, if you just escrow. pick up that policy, go through mm-hmm. there, and and just check everything that you don't understand. Yeah. That's all you have to do, and then get with your agent and say, "What mm-hmm. does this mean? Yeah. What does this mean?" Mm-hmm. It's it's an hour out of your life, but, but it's, it's a, also it's their well spent. Book. It is the for most people, it is the largest single investment they've ever made. And when you've got to pay escrow with your mortgage note, and you're looking mm-hmm. at insurance, mm-hmm. you know it's it's tough for yeah. people. You know, another you know when when you when you buy a house, right? You go, you sign, you settle, mm-hmm. and everything is bundled: escrow, taxes, yep. all that, insurance. And so it gets kind of shuffled under the uh, mm-hmm. under the carpeting, Until and it doesn't get its due. Uh, and you know, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but uh, uh, sometimes home buyers take advice from the wrong people. Yeah, and as we're winding down, that's a good point. Um, if if I am buying a house, let's say this fall, and I need to get insurance, I meant to ask you guys this: with the hurricanes coming in. Once they're a tropical depression or named, you can't buy flood insurance, right? Yeah, can you buy any insurance? Not, they're not going to buy any insurance. You if can't it, once buy it hits the Gulf of Mexico. You can't get other homeowners or flood insurance? Yeah. They're not going to buy Until the storm is through. Until the storm through. is gone, going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is a very important thing to know because once you close, that's yours. Mm-hmm. Right? And for Until the most you close, part, for the, the most part, yeah, yeah. right. For the most part, I don't think any insurance company is going to write you while there's a storm in, in the Gulf. I know we had to, as attorneys, we had to wait. <clears throat> Exactly. You have to wait until it's passed. And people didn't understand Um, that, but that's like a known risk. Nobody's going to. Well, I mean, as I said earlier, I'd certainly wait. I wouldn't want to close. You wouldn't want to buy a home. Or I wouldn't close, even if I was ready. If Mm -hmm. storms in the Gulf, I'm just going to sit back and wait. Because you might have that tree fall on the roof. Quite a few instances where we we get these young couples, they go in and they go to to buy a house, and they let the mortgage company say, oh, we got an insurance insurance company for you. You don't have to go out and get it yourself. Ooh. Yeah. And then you just look at their policy and go, yeah, you need a better policy. Than this. Or this policy is, is good, but you're paying too much for it. Or it's, yeah, you could have got another company to do mm-hmm. the exact same thing for 5 10% less. And it's just, you know, people want ease of use, right? And then they want to go out and they want to get something. Done. They just want it done. Right? And um, yeah. flood insurance, for example, I remember my cousin, 2016 flood, she called me. She says... My my mortgage company sent me a letter that said I was no longer required to have flood insurance. <laughs> right? Before the flood. Like six months before the flood. And she had flood insurance. She had flood insurance oh. for all that time. And oh, then no. what did she do? She dropped. She saved the money. Because what happened is in the intervening year, the flood mask came out. Mm-hmm. Her house re- was reclassified to flood zone X. Mm-hmm. So she didn't have to cut right. to have it. But what she didn't tell me and what she didn't realize was her price went down went down from $2,200 a year to $475. That's all? And she could have just, what's that? She know? could have saved, yeah. paid the $470. $40 a month. Yeah. yeah. And she would have been fine. She and flooded she, she, Oh, badly. she flooded. She had eight feet of water in the house. First time the house had ever flooded. Oh ever. Oh. Right? And she's like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I don't know. You don't have fun. It's, it's FEMA. FEMA. Gonna, they're going to come in, but you know she's a single woman. She lived by herself. Did she, she had a four bedroom house. Did she get help? Well, what happened was you know, FEMA came in and gave her eighty five hundred dollars. 
Because uh-huh. remember, FEMA's there to put you back on your feet, uh-huh. i.e. one bathroom, a kitchen, yeah. and a bedroom. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And I, of all the people, I think I've heard of about eight people receiving a full $32,000 grant mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Most people, the, the majority got $8,500. Oh. And in and, and contrast, people who have flood insurance, $98,000. Yeah. Which even if it doesn't cover everything, it gets you on the gets way. You, gets so. you where you need to be. I feel like we could talk all day. This has been fascinating. Mm, And I want to thank you both for coming into Lafayette, meeting with me on on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll put some of these, I'll have show notes where I can put Mm -hmm. some references, especially to that inventory app you were talking about and how to reach out to the Department of Insurance. But I want to thank Ron Henderson and Ron Camarotto. Louisiana Department of Insurance's Office of Consumer Advocacy. And I know they can call and ask for more guidance if people Mm -hmm. want it, if they have any questions. And I also want to thank our listeners. This is our second podcast on the insurance issue, but I just feel it's very important. So many of us have had losses that are just um, sometimes unrecoverable from someone. And, And the clock is ticking. It yeah. is. Our storms are only getting closer. Yeah. I know. When does it start? When is our season? June, June 1st. June yeah. 1st. Last year started 15 days early. Yeah. So, so here we are. So right and, and, but, but there's still time. There's still time for people to take that hour and look at their give policies. it a look and yeah. call somebody and ask questions. Right. So all you have to do is ask questions. Right. And you know, our sponsors make this time possible. We couldn't do this without the support of Oshner, Lafayette General, Home Bank, and of course, Raider, and in particular, Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape and makes it sound much more professional than I could just by taping it myself. And if you haven't subscribed yet to Discover Lafayette, please do so wherever you get your podcast, or you can visit discoverlafayette.net, sign up for our newsletter, and subscribe to the podcast. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift. Jan Swift.